Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 22nd of December 2013, entitled A Christmas Song. And the Bible reading is taken from Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 56. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. We've been singing a lot of songs this morning, Christmas carols. Probably if I ask you this morning, what is your favorite Christmas song? I'm sure that most people have one, and we have favorite songs for all kinds of reasons, but usually because that somewhere along the line, it may have been in childhood, it may have been later in life, but something has happened, and that song is just special to us for a particular reason, uh, maybe the message that it has, uh, maybe something that it has uh, done to touch your soul. And of course, there's been lots and lots and lots of songs written about Christmas. We sing a number of them this morning, Silent Night, O Little Town of Bethlehem, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, The First Noel, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, and all the rest of them, and we'll be singing some others this evening. And of course, as we begin to think about the songs at, at Christmas, I was just reminded because, you know, many times, have you ever sang a song but not really sang it? You went through the motions, the words were coming out, but there was no feeling. There was no passion. And yet at times, you know, the real difference is when a song comes from the heart, is from something within. And, and you know, it really doesn't matter how on-key or off-key, what your tempo is like, or all these professional things that it comes when it comes to, to singing a song. It's a joy to see someone sing with passion because it's something that is being created from within. You know, I think that as we look at songs, some songs come and some songs go. Uh, some songs may be very popular this year, and then uh, you never hear of them again. And yet many of the carols even that we have sang here this morning have been around for years upon years upon years because they came from somebody's heart, uh, because they had special meaning. I don't know if you've ever uh, read any of the uh, stories behind a lot of the hymnology. It's quite amazing sometimes the events that have taken place in people's lives that have spurred these songs to come from their heart and to express that which was within. You know, sadly, I guess in the world, you know, there's a lot of songs, and, you know, you might sing them for some fun, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Jingle Bells and Going for a Ride in the One-Horse Open Sleigh and Frosty the Snowman and all of these different things. But, you know, those things may bring some fun, but those are not songs that can be sung from the heart. Uh, they're just songs about light events. But yet, when we sing the Christmas carols as we have this morning, you know, for Christians at Christmas time, there should be songs that are coming from our heart. Now, as I looked in the passage, I thought, you know, it's just, I know that I'm, I'm one of these people that I guess get on people's nerves sometimes because whether I'm driving down the road or walking through the shop, a lot of times I'll just start singing or humming or whistling uh, because something that's coming from within, and it just uh, makes its way out, and a lot of times I don't even realize that I'm doing it. Uh, 
It's especially interesting sometimes when, uh, when I really get going in the car and I stop at a traffic light and the people in the car next to me are looking over trying to figure out what is wrong with this guy. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is that as we have sung these songs this morning, I just want to give you a simple thought about a Christmas song. Music is part of Christmas. Music is something that should come from our hearts and our souls, though. And, of course, as we've heard all the passages this morning, I'd like to refer back to our reading from Luke chapter 1 and just reread a couple of those verses there, beginning in verse 46, which says, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. You know, again, I, I enjoy a lot of things about Christmas. I enjoy being here with you in this carol service this morning. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy very much the Christmas dinner upstairs that, that follows. I enjoy the candlelight service. It's just a, a special time of, of, of coming together and, and, and of course, just, just, just having a service in the, in the candlelight without all of the, uh, uh, the artificial light that, uh, that we have here uh, this morning. I enjoy the family get-togethers, and I enjoy a lot of the things that bring merriment and, and, and enjoyment and, and all of these things. But, you know, I hope and pray that over this Christmas season, I hope that what really comes from my heart is what came from Mary's heart when it says, My soul doth magnify the Lord. My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. You see, I think there was something that was coming from her heart. It says, why? Why was this? Why? For he hath regarded the low estate of this handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. You see, a true Christmas song should be a song about God's grace. That's exactly what was coming from Mary said, you know, that my soul magnifies the Lord. My, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Why? Because he has regarded my low estate. Because he has looked upon me. Because he has considered me, when you think of his greatness and all that God is and holding the power of the universe, and yet he has considered me in my low estate. You see, I think that Mary, whether she knew the word or not, I think that she definitely understood God's grace. She understood that out of all the thousands upon thousands of of other women on the face of this earth, that God had looked down and God had chosen her. She understood that it was only by God's grace that she had been chosen and that she would, would be blessed for generations to come, not because of who she was, not because of what she had accomplished, but because of God's glorious grace. He had looked down upon her. You see, Jesus Christ came to earth for you. Mary recognized that that grace was upon her. 
Well, if you look in Romans chapter 5, yes, Jesus came in that manger. Jesus came as a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, as we heard earlier. But in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 to 8, it says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now that's the kind of grace that Mary knew, and that's the kind of grace that we know because, you see, Jesus Christ, when he came to this earth, he came because he needed that we needed to, to be redeemed from our sinful state. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we often refer to this as the great resurrection chapter. But there in verses 3 and 4, it simply says this, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. You see, Jesus Christ did come that first Christmas, just as Mary was magnifying the Lord with her, with her very soul. Just as her spirit within her was crying out, she said it was because he actually saw me in my low estate. He chose me. And this Christmas, there should be a Christmas song coming from each and every one of our hearts as we remember that Jesus Christ, he came in that manger so that he could later die upon that cross because he cared for you. Not because we deserve it, but because we need it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, it was about a baby in a manger, but it was about a baby in a manger that was going to come to die upon a cross to save you from your sins, to save me from my sins, to save those that would believe. So Mary had a song in her heart she was rejoicing from within because of God's grace towards her. But I think also that there should be a Christmas song in our hearts, not only because of God's grace, but because of God's greatness. You see, that's what she went on to say there in verse 51. He hath showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath holden his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. You see, Mary's song continues. She not only saw God's grace towards her, but she saw the greatness of God as she, as she looked up. Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 32, 17, 
Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. God, you've made the universe all that there is by your great power and stretched out arm. Nothing is too hard for thee. You see, we find that we serve a God, that it makes his grace even all the more real when we remember just how great that he is, that he holds the power of the universe. We come today, and of course, some would not acknowledge that God. Some would not acknowledge that he even exists, let alone that he had anything to do with us being here. But I thank God that, as with Mary, that my soul, as I enter this Christmas time and as I think upon what it really is all about, I pray that in my soul, in your soul, in my spirit, in your spirit, that there'll truly be a song that comes from our lips, not about Frosty the Snowman, but about God's glorious grace in sending his son to an undeserving us, about the greatness of God that made all that there is and holds everything in place. James said in James chapter 4, verse 6, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. You see, many times instead of recognizing God and his greatness, man wants to make himself great. Man wants to do the things himself. But as we recognize God's greatness, it should make us a humble people in realizing just who we are in all of this. Humility is a key ingredient in the Christian life. And as we go through this Christmas season, let's not get focused upon all that we are and all that we've done and what we've accomplished. Let there be a song that comes from our heart, a true Christmas song, a song like Mary that is there because of God's grace. Like Mary, a song that is there because of God's greatness, him so great above all that we can imagine and yet loving us enough to send his son to die upon that cross. As we move on down in this chapter, I want you to notice something else beginning in verse 67. The word of God says this. It says, And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. You see, as we see Zacharias here, Zacharias and Elizabeth, which we read back early in this chapter, 
They were blessed in a special way as well. When that one called John the Baptist would come and John would come to prepare the way for this one called Jesus. But you see, the song that was coming from Zacharias' heart this first Christmas was a song of gratitude, a song of gratitude in recognizing just what God had done. They'd had no children. They were well beyond childbearing years. And yet for God, that didn't matter with him. God was able to use them in a very special way. We find that it was an angel itself that appeared making that startling announcement to them. <laughs> As so many times when God speaks to us, Zacharias didn't really believe that angel when he came and spoke to him. <laughs> he thought, this, there's no way. The Bible says that he became deaf and dumb. He went home. It wasn't long before that Elizabeth was with child. And in the ninth month, Elizabeth had that baby boy. Zacharias, some of you ladies might... Uh, might wish this sometimes on us, your husbands. He'd been silent for nine months. For nine months, she hadn't heard a word out of her husband. Now, he was able to speak. But you know, the amazing thing was when Zacharias was able to speak for the first time after nine months, he wasn't bitter over the discipline that God had, had brought upon him. We find in our reading here, he was Grateful. He was grateful for what God had done. His song was one of extreme gratitude. You see, he realized that he was the one. Though that God had promised to do this wonderful and great thing, Zacharias couldn't believe it. You see, I've met many folks today. I've met many folks that though God has done all of these wonderful things, though he has shown his great grace as Mary was singing from her heart for, though that he has shown us his greatness and everything about us, though God has made us the wonderful promises in his word. Oh, I know, just as with Zacharias, it, it seemed like a total, complete impossibility. Sometimes God moving into our lives, it can seem just as impossible. How can I possibly really believe all of that? that God created this, that God sent his son, that God's son came and, and died on a cross for me, that three days later that he, that he rose from the grave. It's all fine stories, but is it real? Well, you see, Zacharias didn't believe that it was real. And you know, most of us here today, even those that have come to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, do you remember a time in your life when you heard about Jesus? You heard about who he was. You heard about all that he had accomplished for you, and yet, like Zacharias, you just couldn't believe it. You couldn't accept that to be real. It just seemed too unreal. Well, Zacharias, after being deaf and dumb, after not being able to speak, boy, when he did speak, there was a song that came from his heart. Boy, he was so grateful. You know, I'm grateful today. I'm grateful that 
when I didn't listen to God when he came to speak to me, that he didn't just forget about me, that he didn't just wipe me off the board, that he didn't look at me and recognize that even though, yes, I was hopeless, and no, I didn't deserve anything, at the same time, God accomplished his will. God continued to deal. Maybe you're here today. Maybe this Christmas is about a whole lot of things to you. Maybe there's not a real song that comes from your heart, but you just need to be reminded of the glorious grace of the God that, that loved you so much that he chose maybe just that you would be here this morning to give you one more opportunity to believe, to recognize what he's done for you, what Christmas is all about, that God sent his son into this world that God himself, if you would, came in the flesh. And he came to redeem you from your sins. The God of the universe, the God that is responsible for all, he chose you out. He came to die for you. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you found it hard to believe. But maybe God has given you one more chance today. Maybe he is wanting to visit you today with his salvation. I wonder, that simple, simple question, have you been redeemed? Has the blood of Jesus, has the blood of Jesus come into your life and washed away your sins? We find that a song of Christmas for every child of God, it should be a song of God's grace. It should be a song of God's greatness there should be a song of your gratitude. Oh, we've got so much to be thankful for. Yes, grateful for family, grateful for the, for the friends, grateful for, the, for all the many things that God has blessed us with, but grateful most of all that God has been patient with us, that God, just as he did with Zacharias, even when he didn't believe, even when he thought it was all just a bunch of lunacy, God continued to work as he continued to work in our lives. And I want to give you one other thought as we close. The very next chapter in Luke chapter 2. Notice again the familiar reading. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, let us now go even into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. When they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. 
All they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. We find that, yes, I hope that there's a Christmas song in your heart. I love many of the carols that we sang this morning, and they have such majestic truths to them. But I hope that this Christmas there truly is a song just like the songs that we see this first Christmas, a song that comes from the heart because of God's grace, because of God's greatness, because of your gratitude, because of God's grandeur. You see, that's what we see here. The angels, they come, and and in heaven itself, there's all this praising that's taking place, and the angels bring that praise down to earth. These simple shepherds that were abiding in their fields, when they had met this Jesus, when they had seen this one that God had sent, the Bible says they went their way praising God. There was a, a song from their heart, from their soul, from within. You see, glory to God in the highest. It was God that allowed Zacharias and Elizabeth to have a baby, though they were way beyond their years. It was God that chose this humble young maiden called Mary and that gave birth to the Lord Jesus Christ through her, through the miraculous virgin birth. It was God that sent Jesus to be your Savior. He gave that gift so that you could have everlasting life. It's God today that will give you redemption. Christmas is a wonderful and an exciting time because of what God did. There should be a song in our hearts today. And I hope there's a song in your heart. And I hope that if if you're here today, I hope that you'll recognize, just as Mary did, the wonderful grace that God has shown towards you. I hope that you'll recognize, as she did, his greatness in all that he is. And we're, we're nothing. And yet, God sent his son for you. I hope that you'll recognize as Zacharias did, even though, even though that he had doubted, even though that he hadn't believed at all, that when he come to recognize the truth, he was so grateful. He was so grateful for what God had done. I hope that you'll recognize that it's all about God, his glory. That's what Christmas should be about, glory to God and the highest, and peace on earth, goodwill to men. You see, that's the only way that we'll know the peace. This is the grandeur of God, what he's accomplished for us. Father, we thank you this day. Lord, we've sang a lot of songs today, and Lord, in looking at the Scriptures, we find that there were truly songs in the hearts and the souls that first Christmas. But Lord, it wasn't about a lot of the things that end up taking such a major role in our Christmases. It was about your grace, your greatness, your grandeur. 
It was about their gratitude as it should be about ours. I pray, Lord, I pray that there'll be a true Christmas song in our hearts this year. I pray that those around us, Lord, will be able to see and and recognize and know that Jesus is what makes the difference. And I want to pray earnestly this morning, Lord. Lord, for those that are present here today, if there's someone here that has never come to recognize the true meaning of Christmas, if they've never come to know Jesus Christ in a personal way, I pray this could be the greatest Christmas they've ever experienced in their lives because they can have a song in their heart, a song that's truly about Christmas, about the Christ that came. For it's in his name we pray. Amen.